Genre. podcast where we review, discuss, and recap every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Nick Jimenez. And I'm Scott Corelli. And today on the show we'll be discussing The Highlanders, the second doctor's second story. Yeah, uh, I've got, got some fun stuff to discuss as far as The Highlanders is concerned, but first there's been some uh, Doctor Who news that I thought we should talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll start with the oldest news first, which is that the show is coming back in two thousand and five. Yeah, so so the the show is the show has started filming series ten. Um, it's been filming for about a week now, I believe, and uh, they've started doing uh, location shooting, and we've seen now what. Uh, Peter Capaldi looks like for the, for series ten. Have you guys seen him yet? No. He's got like no. his hair is like super shaggy. Oh, uh, it's really awesome. It's like oh, shaggy okay. and like kind of wild looking. It's really great. That's cool. Yeah, he's really cool. Does he look like Doctor Emmett Brown? No, it's not that shaggy. Okay, it's just it's like it's just like kind of kind of Beethoven. Like, well, it just looks like the Doctor's been like hanging out in like the back of a van for a while. <laughs> which could be literal yeah yeah uh yeah he's just he's just a little shaggy it's, what if it's good like, it's a good look for him i want season 10 to open and he's just in the studio with like pink floyd like and they're like he's like writing time <laughs> and you know yeah find out 10 years have gone by and you missed the starting gun <laughs> good, write that down. Uh, but uh yeah so the big uh the big announcement as of the start of filming is that the premiere will feature the return of a Doctor Who character that we all know and love, which is Nardole, played by Matt Lucas from the uh, the last Christmas special. I have a question. I hate this character so much, and I which hate one this is actor. he? He was, he was the he's like the chubby bald guy that I really hated. Oh. The one, the one that this, I said the was like the one that ends up in the the mech suit or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, and that's the thing is like he was decapitated in the last one, so is he just going to be like I have a question around in that in that mech suit? Yeah. Does it specifically say that he's playing that character, or or does it just say that Matt Lucas is coming back? Um. I think they said that it was his character Nardo. Because I mean, I, I only say that because Matt Lucas is such like a, a character actor kind of dude that right. I don't know. He's he seems like maybe someone that could get away with being like the voice of an alien or something. That's probably not it. He probably is that character, but I just really want to believe that it's not because it was just such a nothing character. He said, 
I'm chuffed to bits that Nardole is returning to the TARDIS for some more adventures. Oh, well, there you go. Was he in the TARDIS last time? I guess he was. I don't remember. <laughs> I just, he's the human being equivalent of a nervous fart, and I hate it. I just realized that I haven't seen um, that special since uh, Christmas. Do you normally rewatch uh, the specials? No. Nope. Okay. But I that also was like, what, like don't. Six months ago? Yeah, that was like six months ago. I don't know. Anyway, I'm not super thrilled. And the picture that I, I that is up on the on the website of him as Nardole, he just looks like Cartman. It's, <laughs> it's, he's got like an orange jacket and a and a beanie with like the like a blue and red beanie. I mean, he looks like Cartman. That can't be on. That can't be an accident. Like, it just, just uh, that. I'm I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put the link in the in the chat window so you guys can see. But he just he just looks like Cartman. Oh my god, uh, he totally does. Yeah, right. Super <laughs> weird. Um. So anyway, so he's coming back. I'm not thrilled about that. Sure. Uh, but uh, you know, hopefully. Uh, you know, he won't be back for this year's Christmas special, um, which, you know, I've heard rumors that this Christmas special was actually the thing that Peter Jackson directed and will also feature uh, Captain Jack Harkness. So awesome. Wow. I'm just excited about uh, Peter Jackson working with John Barrowman. I know, right? That'd be pretty great. Can you imagine John Barrowman as um, the Coach Taylor character in King Kong? <laughs> wow <laughs> that'd be pretty great i know that's like a weird reference on reference but i hope i hope, I hope people understood it i followed it okay cool um yeah so then the other uh the other bit that uh that came out was that um doctor who is official officially an emmy contender this is what i was going to tell you last night and then it was like scott probably is going to talk about this on the show i won't mention it yeah 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 uh so the show itself hasn't been nom- hasn't been nominated um or i should say isn't up not placed on the ballot for outstanding dramatic series however capaldi is uh included in the lead actor category and Moffat and Talali are both uh, on there on there as uh, writing and directing for the episode Heaven Sent. The one that I, I, I said was like a really long Kira music video in the best way. Yeah. So uh, or you could also that's... play, you know what else you could do with that episode? You can make a mean YouTube video of um that David Bowie song in Labyrinth where Sarah's like running through the maze. Oh yeah, totally. Your eyes could be so cruel. <laughs> I'm sure that's already been done. It's also up for costumes, production design, prosthetic makeup, and visual effects. All for Heaven Sent, uh, which I believe we called the best episode of Doctor Whoever. And it sounds like the show agrees with us. Yeah. Uh, so it's the first time ever that Doctor Who is an, is an Emmy contender. Ever. I would like nothing more for this show to win at least some technical Emmys, which I think it probably has more of a shot at, you know, due to the nature of like, you know, it being a genre show and whatnot. And, 
But right. um, I do hope that this happens, if only because it might show the BBC what Doctor Who is worth in 2016. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I un- yeah, I get where you're from. Like, I mean, they have like, like, don't they have like a massive budget still, all things considered? Oh, totally. But, you know, like when you when you follow a sports team, you and they're not they're doing good, but they're not being like they don't have the money and they're not being like funded. And, you you know, you want something good to happen to that team so they can like get back in like the limelight again, you know? Right. Because like you want because I mean, it, it almost feels I feel like Doctor Who is almost more like a sports dynasty than a television show, you know, due to its like history and the amount of people that have been involved with it. You know, that's true. There's definitely a sense of uh, a sense of uh, drafting when we totally. get a new doctor and a new showrunner, yeah. and, and you know, thing. you you have fans that like, oh, when when this guy was coach, that whole era was was crap. We never won. It was it was it was BS. But then it's like you sanctify right. one coach, you know, mm-hmm. right? That's and it's true. usually the team when you were a kid. That's true. Uh, anyway, so I've been the... watching a lot of documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> so the. Uh, the last bit of news is actually spin-off news for uh the Doctor Who spin-off class. Oh, the now. Which, yeah, which uh last week uh the showrunner Patrick Ness announced that uh not only will class have LGBT representation in it, but it will actually be the lead character uh who will have a boyfriend who he kisses and sleeps with and loves. <laughs> That's what it says. Did, did which he, is which is which sounds really silly, but is actually really impressive because we're talking about a high school student. Yeah, I know that and was that just sort a, of that sort of representation is not ever done. Like yeah, ever. no, yeah. I I I loved I love I love the sentiment. That's just such a weird sentence for a grown man to say. Yeah. Well, it was it was that he said like okay, so he quotes been asked if class will have LG this was on Twitter. Sure. Been asked if class will have LGBT representation in it. Uh will a lead character with a boyfriend who he kisses and sleeps with and loves do. Oh, okay, cool. The the fact that it it's a tweet that that was never spoken for some reason makes me feel better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and this was this was, I know that's weird, but for some reason it does. This was something that they were planning on keeping a secret, uh, but in the in the uh, aftermath of the Orlando shooting, they decided to let the cat out of the bag because uh, the secret didn't seem very important anymore. Yeah, and, like, and, why, and why would it be a secret? You know, I mean, I yeah, I guess. I, oh, I would assume. Just... I would assume it's. I, I would assume it's because they just. They don't want any information about the show. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you meant like okay, <laughs> okay. like like just like anything. That's in like Yeah, yeah. I mean because we don't know anything about the show. It'd be really. like if the principal was like Kara Stewart or something. Right. Yeah. Uh so yeah. Oh my gosh, how cool would it be if the um the Tweedledum the uh the 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 Scarf twins or an Osgood. What if Osgoods are like the teachers? That would be fun, right? That would be fun. Uh, the teacher's name is Miss Quill, and she's being played by Catherine Kelly. So hmm. I think this is meant to be like even more so than Torchwood. Like it's just its own show. It's set in the same universe. Hmm. Well, I'm excited. Yeah. 
Have you guys listened to the David Tennant, Catherine Tate audios yet? Nope. No. Saving it. For what? For this. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yep. So, uh, so yeah. So that's, uh, that's all the Doctor Who news fit to print. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, Doctor Who is, uh, shooting, which is good. It, it means that we're probably going to get an early, um, early spring mm-hmm. premiere, which is good. Maybe we'll get lucky and even get a, Janu- a January premiere. Well, hey, Scott. Hey, hey, hey now. <laughs> well, I can dream. Like right I, after the Christmas special? Yeah. January 1st. Which is all I've ever wanted. <laughs> oh my gosh, my new dream is for um, the camera zooms in and it's Capaldi and he's like, there's only one thing we can do. Like We have to you know, save the planet. And then he turns to the camera and he's like, and we're coming back on New Year's Day, Scott. And then just like the doctor <laughs> board. <laughs> what? He was talking to me, Bethany. <laughs> he was talking to me. Uh, yeah. I've, I've been loving on big going on Tumblr and seeing like fans interacting with Pearl Mackey. She seems really nice. Yeah, she does seem cool. Um. All right. Well, what's your name again? Pip. Pip. <laughs> Bill. It's no, Bill. It's Bill. Bill. Yeah, it's okay. Bill. Not my favorite. Pip. <laughs> Pip. I would actually like Pip more, I think. Pip's so condescending of a name. <laughs> you imagine if Rob Stark's name was like Chip. Chip Stark. Chip Stark. <laughs> I mean, honestly, he sounds like a friggin' like. Yeah. Teen like, Idol. Just like the coolest guy. I am Chip Stark, King of the North. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and you will fight with us. All right, we have we've we've not talked about the episode for as long as we can as long as we can. <laughs> oh, uh, it's well, not even yeah, totally. It's not even a bad. Let's episode. let's uh, let's talk about the Highlanders then. Uh, written by Elwyn Jones and Jerry Davis, and directed by Hugh David. Tell us about it, Scott. Historically, oh, historically, yeah. Tell um, me story. Well. Uh, I mean the 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 big it is a historical episode hey, which well. there aren't a lot of those. Um, it's actually the last pure historical episode until the Black Orchid in 1982, which is a Fifth Doctor story. Um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting because um, there aren't. I I really like the historical, the pure historical episodes. Um, but you know, the show has sort of decided that that's not what the show is. It's uh, like 70% space, 40% time. <laughs> well, it depends on who's, who's running it because, sure. because Russell T was the opposite. He loved history. Yeah. He loved history, but he never did pure historicals. They always had a, a like a alien bent to them, a sci-fi bent to them. Well, it depends on your definition of history, Scott. <laughs> My, well mine is actual history okay uh, so but uh but yeah so we have uh we have ben and polly and and uh they decided to introduce a new companion uh this this in this story named jamie mccrimmon 
who would go on to be the second Doctor's companion for the rest of his tenure. Um, so uh, We should also say that this is um, an incomplete episode. This is one of the shows that were lost in the fire. Yeah, which is really unfortunate because I think that I think the episode plays fine as a reconstruction, but I, I would say that it has a pace that doesn't doesn't suit reconstruction as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of uh, like explaining what's happening that you can't see what's happening in the reconstruction. Uh, because it's sort of a quiet episode, really. Um, a quiet serial. Uh, I think that this would probably be in my top five uh, stories that if I could only get five to be to be returned, um, this would be this would be one of them, I think. Uh, just because I think it's a good story that I think would get a lot more respect if it existed. So, anyway, why don't you tell us about part one, Nick? I will. Okay. Okay. We open. <laughs> I, feel like, I, feel like, I always feel like I'm pitching it to the listeners. Like I'm in like a like I'm in like a <laughs> studio. All right. Into okay. Exterior Scotland, like legit, like 1746, like so far back in time, and. Um, <laughs> Like totally the past. Yeah, they were totally in the past, you guys. <laughs> and um, the McLaren clan, uh, as well as Jamie, the aforementioned Jamie, uh, are in are in are in uh, the Battle of uh, Cullen and Moore in 1746. And um, the kind of patriarch of the family, this kind of old bearded, like kind of le- like kind of like missed, like kind of looks like a wizard, um, the Laird, <laughs> uh, is like wounded, and he's like, "Oh, we're gonna die, we're gonna die." And there's um, Alexander the son. Colin and then the daughter Christy and they're like they're they're holed up in a house and the dad's like on a cot you know what I mean and they're and like, then Jamie's a piper yeah and then Jamie's a piper and um yeah and you know I really like this episode I had a lot of fun with it um I and I think it had like a really rollicky fun it kind of felt like I was reading like an old forgotten uh adventure novel you know what I mean and uh-huh. Part of the reason for that is I think that these characters are immediately so memorable, and I'm I'm thinking about what Cassandra was saying um, last time with the with the episode, and yeah, when you have empathetic characters, it just makes everything it makes it makes the exposition and world building so much easier to swallow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So, um, meanwhile, um, the tards the tardis arrives nearby. Um, ben. <laughs> <laughs> the tards uh, it's like his little nickname for it um oh i thought that's what that's what you were calling the crew of the tardis oh my god no <laughs> no that's oh my god <laughs> like that seems awfully rude this you know they seem pretty confident. yeah i mean i was just like that's a weird choice this, this fine. I'm, I'm probably gonna edit that out <laughs> Oh my goodness. Never shown never spoken like that before, but <laughs> <laughs> such a random group. A big <laughs> fan falling in the doctor. Um so so they come out and uh it's really weird. They think they're home at first. 
like Ben's like, oh, this place looks like our home. And um, they argue about that for too long, honestly. And uh, then a cannonball like almost hits them and they're like, oh, we're in the past. The doctor finds a hat. <laughs> oh, yeah. The doctor finds like a weird hat. And then he finds. It's like the, yeah. It's like the running theme of this story is that the doctor keeps finding cool hats to wear. <laughs> But then the the joke is like he finds out that it's like a military hat, and then he's like, "Ew, black war," and he like throws it on the ground. And then and then the the Scots are like, "You pick that hat up and yeah. show some respect." He's like, "Ooh, sorry." Oh, can we talk about how friggin' sassy Patrick Troughton is this entire episode? Oh, it's the best. He just has Patrick Troughton is fantastic. He really he, is. he just has no patience for anyone, not Ben or Polly or anybody. No, but in a really playful way, which totally. is different from Hartnell. Yeah, you can tell that he's like just having a laugh all the time. Right. That's oh, so good. You can tell that like Matt Smith was like directly influenced by Patrick Troughton's doctor, especially in these like first ones, because like with the hat thing and later on he's just having fun and like in it for like giggles, I guess. You know what? Yeah. Kind of, you know what the doctor kind of is, especially Eleven and maybe Troughton, but I haven't seen enough. He's like the worst parts of your little brother and your older brother, <laughs> <laughs> like combined. Ooh. Like he acts like he's smarter than you, like an older brother, but he also like embarrasses you, like a younger brother. I yeah. just think of him. I think of Troughton uh, as like a like that uncle that is like maybe your parents younger brother so he's like not really attached to anybody and he's just like hey come on let's let's go have fun and you're like okay whatever yeah <laughs> like maybe maybe he takes you to an r-rated movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really interesting about this story uh that i'm actually like sort of impressed by uh is that this is a story about Scotland's War of Independence. Mm-hmm. And as such, the Redcoats are in this, who are the British, and they're the bad guys. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. all the dicks. And this is a this is a British show. This is a show from the UK. And they're like, yeah, we were the bad guys. Like, this is not something that would happen in America. No, yeah, it would it would be like if the doctor went to like a Japanese internment camp. Yeah, yeah, or 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 Native Americans or something. Like that wouldn't happen. Uh and I just think that that's really interesting. Uh so meanwhile, um the the uh the Scots are um have you know, are back in that cottage and they're just they're like, "Oh, we messed up. We lost. We're pa's about to die." This is the this is the pits and and um they're like oh we hate the prince he fled the battle and then Alexander's like don't talk crap about the prince and then they're like oh crap they're coming meanwhile um <laughs> the group <laughs> the doctor Ben and Polly <laughs> are um they, <laughs> they find a they find a cannon and um and the doctor sees uh, another hat on the ground and uh, the Scots surround them. And um, they uh, force everyone inside of the cottage and, uh, you know, hearing their accents, they think that they're uh, Englishmen 
And they're like, I'm like to, you know, loot the corpses or whatever. But then when um, they hear Polly call him the doctor, they're like, oh, you can help Pod. You can help make 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 my father better. Uh, meanwhile, Ben steals a gun and then points it at Ben's Ben's super aggro in this episode. Yeah, he is. He is. And so yeah. he's also he's also um, he is very aggro. And I and I feel like his accent, his voice should not be coming out of the person that it's coming out of. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, the fact that the, the, the circumstances in which we viewed this episode don't help that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, because it is just photographs and us like, oh, my design, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes there's uh there's little 3D animation over the photographs, though. Oh, yeah. No, it's so endearing how they they make how they like kind of try to like spruce up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when, like when that red coat smoking a pipe in episode four, and they like add like animated smoke. Yeah, <laughs> like, like oh, bang. that's cute. <laughs> it's like when you're well, doing I, like, my my first instinct when I see that, I was just like, oh, guys, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> you shouldn't have. <laughs> it's like when you're going through like a neighborhood haunted house, and you're like, oh my god, they really like put put in work into this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, the the church really showed up this year. <laughs> well, you know they got that boy at the high school to design it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that one AV movie kid. Yeah, it's the guy from Scream. Oh, Cassandra, you should watch the Scream show that Scott won't watch. Okay, I just won't watch it because I have too many things to watch. Hey, amen, amen to that, dude. I I still haven't seen Mr. Robot, and I bought the season like a year ago. Well, it's your new Fargo. Oh, don't even get me started on Fargo. <laughs> um, meanwhile, it's uh, so, okay. So yeah, so Ben steals a gun and kind of like watching this episode, I get kind of why the doctor doesn't really ask boys to be companions very often. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just like, oh, yeah, like you find like, like the difference between getting like a young, snappy, like 18, 19, 20 year old girl and like a like a shitty like rancid gross like 19 20 year old guy you know what i mean <laughs> yeah they're just they're not very chill i mean that's, no. that's it's important to stay chill when you're traveling in the tardis what doctor what i'm not even doing anything God. <laughs> sorry no they get like you get like a chill kind of like reserved like mellow young woman yeah then freaking point guns at everybody anyway um, the doctor's like, put that down. And, um, he like helps with Laird, the, the, with a paw, the father, um, sends the women out to fetch water. And, um, <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> he does. And the Highlanders are like, as long as you're helping, you know, our, our patriarch, we won't, uh, you know, we won't kill you. Yeah. Uh, they, but- well, specifically the line is, if I help your, your, your dad. Do you promise that you won't molest us? But <laughs> I'm sure. just like, oh, this is a this is a different time. Yeah, it, it it's kind of like uh, that it's would like be the moment where all like, the, if they're playing this. Whole time. <laughs> yeah, it it's like you, you know when you would watch movies or TV shows at school, like on movie yeah. day. And yeah, then, like kids giggle when they're like, ah, gay. You're like, ah, but. Right. 
we uh we once watched an episode of you know the episode of Seventh Heaven where a kid in the kids' class is a Holocaust denier. What? No. <laughs> yeah, what? <there's> <laughs> you didn't just make that up just now. <laughs> no, I I couldn't make that up. Oh my there's god. A, there's an episode of Seventh Heaven where the youngest son, like the blonde son, this is like an early episode. And like they're learning about World War Two and like Auschwitz and all that stuff. And this one like little shithead kid like raises his hand. He's like, "My dad said the Holocaust is a lie. It never really happened. It's a lie oh by the Jews." God. And, this, and the Seventh Heaven kid's like, well, "That's not chill. That's not a cool thing to think." <laughs> and so he finds an old man in his neighborhood that actually survived Auschwitz and like. Brought the old man to the class right. and like had him yeah. tell stories about how like his like mother had to go this way and he had to go that way and just you just cut to the to the kid and he's just like oh my god this is, <laughs> I, I made a horrible mistake he oh, just god. oh man that that is messed up oh my god I just, it's also. Was the kid's dad there too? Because if he wasn't, nothing will change in that family. I think I, I, if I remember correctly, I think that the dad, because like they brought the dad to like show his side of the argument. <laughs> like, look, look at these charts. <laughs> look at these charts. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. But anyway, right. so speaking of things that are dumb, uh, Ben like just brings <laughs> Rosa gun on the table, and it just goes off and attracts attention. Um, yeah, um, then we get, um, probably, I think the highlight character of the episode, um, Algernon Finch with two Fs. Um, so they surround the cottage and, uh, then Alexander comes out and tries to draw them off and, uh, he is, uh, shot and killed, just murdered. Um, in a, you know, like, in a, in a, in a show like Doctor Who, you really take for granted how often, so you know, like it's 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 such a weirdly brutal death in the in a show like this. You know what I mean? Yeah, just shot with a bullet, <laughs> like not yeah. vaporized or turned into a skeleton. You know, or both. Yeah, and <laughs> it's it's kind of cool with these reconstructions to see what um, like the censors deemed inappropriate, because that's why those oh, yeah, explain, clips explain, exist. Explain, uh, yeah, explain explain that whole process to Nick because I'm sure he doesn't. Oh, uh, they would um, like lend out episodes to different like BBC like outposts or whatever. So like Australia and then like some in Africa and whatever. And they had different laws. So like the censor would watch it and then if he deemed it inappropriate or whatever, like if it was too violent or some whatever, they would cut that out of the episode before they aired it. So that's why in the reconstructions, there's like these little like one second blips of action. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like this, I believe this battle scene and then there's another few moments in the other episodes. But mm-hmm. it's so they, cool. they wiped they wiped the tape that they aired on television. But the stuff they cut out didn't get wiped because it was just cut out. Yeah. So it's sort of uh, it's ironic that what was chosen to be cut out is actually the the thing that's on the, the only surviving footage. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it's only the sexy, violent stuff that survived. Right. <laughs> if only, if only uh, all of the countries with BBC outposts had different enough laws that 
between like the all of the countries, they had yeah. all cut the entirety <laughs> of the episode. Yo, dude, that is a that that is like an Amblin adventure movie. <laughs> we have to go to each continent to get the the footage from the last episode of Doctor Who or something like that. Yeah, you have to go like to Bangladesh and like that would be pretty fantastic. Um. So meanwhile, everyone's pretty, you know, not, you know, Alexander getting killed was pretty a lot to deal with. Um, so the Redcoats enter the hut. They uh, they're like, oh, well, Ben's a Highlander. He's like, oh, no, what I And then <laughs> they're like, you're right. You don't sound like a Highlander that <laughs> yeah, you're a Brit. And that means that you're a deserter and we're going to kill you. Um, and then um, children, a miracle happened. The doctor pretends to be a, a a German doctor named Doctor von Weir, von Weir. Oh my god! And speaks in the most offensive, heavy German <laughs> accent you ever heard. Speaking of Holocaust deniers, oh, yes, and he just and he just mugs, <laughs> and he just he just he, and he just talks his way out of the situation. And I remember. Looking back, I remember thinking, like, oh, what a fun thing to happen in one scene. And uh, <laughs> how wrong I was. Um, oh, man. Yeah. So um, a few of the – so the Brits are kind of, like, arguing back and forth. And you can tell that they're, you know, they're not portrayed in a very uh, uh, relatable light, as Scott was saying. They're very interested in just, you know, like, efficiency and, you know, manpower and – um, they're planning on um, profiting the by the rebellion by selling prisoners into the West Indies, um, and then uh, they drink some wine. It's it's go. the it's it's the thing that um, whenever whenever this came up, I okay. So there's two things. Yeah. One, it's literally the the origin story of Captain Jack Sparrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and two. Whenever people talk about how much of a mistake it is to have pirates on Doctor Who because it never works, uh, what about the Highlanders? Yeah. No, and you know, honestly, I was thinking a lot about the Curse of the Black Spot while watching this because, you know, the, the the title is sort of misleading. You know, you think of the Highlanders and you think of something very like rolling Scotland, and then no, this is like a swashbuckling sea adventure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, and yeah, you know, it, 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 you're like, oh, so you can do this. This is very much a part of in the show's wheelhouse, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah. No, it's yeah. pirates work on Doctor Who as long as you do them well. And, mm -hmm. and here you go. You got to give them anyway. Uh, so Polly and Christy come back from getting the water um, <laughs> and then they throw stones at the soldiers and it's the late 60s. And uh, then the, the Finch guy follows Christy and Polly. And um, then they're like, oh, it might be the prince disguised as a woman. Uh, so they get away from the soldiers. But um, Polly's modern day shoes aren't uh, really made for running through Scotland. And so she just throws them. For walking. Her boots aren't made for walking. Her boots aren't made for walking. <laughs> so she throws them away and does who knows what to the space time continuum. Uh, to the <laughs> butterfly. Thing. That's a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave my trainers here. In 1758, Scotland. <laughs> uh, what the hell are those? Oh, my God. Kill it. Who saw this then? <laughs> uh, so um, the sergeant tries to uh, hang the prisoners 
uh, even though the officers are away. And then uh, they're about to get hung. But then they're stopped by uh, Graham Perkins, who um, bribed the sergeant and they're released and uh, sent to a place called Inverness. And uh, Gray's like Reje- Gray rejects the doctor and Laird and uh, orders them to be hanged. But then the doctor um, does his uh, amazing German character again and uh, points out that there's like some stupid law that says that they can't uh, they can't kill while an officer is not there. Um, Christy and Holly are in a hole now. They're in a cave. And they're just talking and they do not like each other. They are not getting along. They are not being they are not being friends. Mostly because uh, Kirstie's uh, racist. Kirstie's not very friendly. She's not she's not into all that Britishness that Polly has. No. Um, she's not cool about it. No, she's <laughs> mutant and proud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Polly, so I'm not implying the Scotsman or uh, mutants. Polly searches for valuables that they can. She's like, yeah, there's this really weird scene where she's like, oh, we'll bribe the guards. And she's just like grabbing at bits of junk and like stuff in her pockets and she's like we can sell these we can sell all of these and then she sees chrissy's gold ring but she's like no it belonged to my dad and she's like no we need to sell it we need to sell it and then she's like back up or i will like legit like shank you right now like i'm not playing and paul is like well fine and then she goes off and uh then uh she's Checking out, she falls into an animal trap, and then someone uh, <laughs> is holding a dagger above her, and the episode ends on a very, I'm sure to be very uh, satisfactory, satisfying cliffhanger. Yeah. So ends episode one. It's uh, it's a solid opener. It gives you a lot. I mean, you know, there's, you know, I keep thinking about the the last of us that we watched, and you know, there's already so much to, to care about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm true yeah uh so we come back to episode two and uh our cliffhanger turns out to be a real goosebumps of a cliffhanger because the person holding a knife is just christy uh and uh she's trying to help polly out but uh they fumble and fall all over each other getting out of the hole and uh and (laughs) and then uh he, he Finch decides to like go and look for um uh the 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 look for the ladies and Polly and Christy set up a trap and he falls in and then they take him prisoner um and then back at uh the homestead the doctor is tending to Laird the uh the the father figure and uh he's trying to figure out what's wrong with him. And to the point where Jamie's just like, well, what kind of doctor are you? You're not even bloodletting. Yeah. <laughs> just like, oh, my God. You know, that's how George Washington died. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. He just kept bloodletting. Oh, man. That's He's like, keep going. Keep digging. That's horrible. Um, One last time, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so, so, yeah, the doctor's like, yeah, I'm not going to. Let's not do that. That's a bad idea. If I can't um, German in a way, we it's not even worth doing. Yeah. And 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 uh yeah. So so the uh basically like I mean this episode is a lot of um sort of wheeling and dealing with the redcoats and the pirates that they've hired. 
to smuggle uh smuggle the 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 highlanders um to the west indies to be slaves mm -hmm. uh and yeah so we get like more of that we meet some of the pirates of the ship and and that sort of thing uh and the uh uh ben is sort of like getting um hooked up with like the prisoners and and getting into all of that business because he's our action hero and the doctor is uh, acting like the German guy. Um, and it's really, it's really silly and not, <laughs> the doctor has three disguises this episode. Uh, and, and each one is better than the last. So <laughs> when, yeah, when the doctor I say, really gets his Tyler Perry on in this episode. Yeah. When I say, I mean, this is nothing compared to what, uh, what the third doctor does. I miss it, man. Like, like think about like, Think about Tenet, Smith, and Capaldi, I feel like, are such gifted comic actors. I'm really sorry that they never got the chance to, like, do any weird character stuff like this. The weirdest character that the Tenth Doctor did was when he pretended to be Scottish, but is actually Scottish. So it was really <laughs> just his real accent. Or when he was possessed by Madame Hooch. Oh, that yeah, was that was pretty fun. good. That was fun. Yeah. See, but, like, like you'd see flashes of it, and you're like, oh, that's so – or, like, Billy Piper was so good in that episode. Mm -hmm. Well, as and we've learned from uh, from uh, Penny Dreadful, she's an incredible actress, as it turns yeah. out. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah. my God. Eva Green is and Eva Green needs to be in the Doctor Who universe as someone. I don't even know who I want more. But I, I mean, I just want her to be a Time Lord of some sort. I don't, Ronnie plays the Doctor or the Ronnie or oh the Master God. or. Yes. I, don't, I don't care anything like I, that. I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast yet, but I will. Eva Green is on my list of like, even if it has like a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes, like I will check it out. Oh, I'm definitely going to see uh, Miss per Paraguay's. What is it? Paraguay's? Paragon? Miss Paraguay? Miss Paraguay. Peregrines, right? Peregrines, yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> Mrs. Paraguay's or it's just like a baby. Uh, you know, Miss <laughs> Imaginatorium, that show, that, that movie. Yeah. Um, Mr. Begorium and Mr. Orphans of Orphans or whatever it's called. <laughs> Orphatorium. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So. That sounds like where they fight. <laughs> <laughs> we will settle this in the Orphatorium. <laughs> There's just like a bunch of unwashed orphans that are like in an amphitheater and they're like, ah, blood. So, so, uh, so we go back to, um, we go back to Christy and Polly and they've steal, they've, they've stolen 20 guineas from Finch, the, the red coat. And, uh, and they like threaten to discredit him and then they take a lock of his hair and leave. Just cut yeah, off it's, a piece of his hair. Can I talk about kind of the weird there's a lot of weird kind of like pent up like General Hux uh Kylo Ren type like sexual energy between these British soldiers. A little bit. <laughs> I totally I mean, get that. Again, we we're only allowed audio, you know, like photographs and audio, but like even in these flashes, I'm just like, oh my god, everyone wants to make out with everyone in this like <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so the sergeant arrives and Finch is really happy because he's just like, oh, these women, they, they, they stole my hair and my money and I need your help. 
and uh, oh yeah, and, hey. and there and, and the, the sergeant just like, ah, oh, you know what? You can rot in there. It's fine. Um, and uh, <laughs> but he promises payment uh, when they return to uh, how do you say this in Inverness? Inverness. Inverness. Um, I was worried. I was saying it wrong. <laughs> in Inverness. It it just sounds like you're saying Inverness. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Inverness. Inverness. <laughs> um, there's a there's an Abbott and Costello routine in there somewhere. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh. So uh. Trask, uh, one of the red coats. Uh, he is uh, setting up his next rowboat full of prisoners, and he selects Jamie, Ben, and, and Lard, um, to go on the Lard. rowboat. Lard. Lard. Um, and uh, they're taken. They're taken to the uh, to the Annabelle, the ship. Um, and then as the uh, prisoners are uh, taken to the Annabelle, um, Trask orders the uh, the the orders them basically to be thrown over the side and allowed to drown uh, because uh, that's the only way they're going to get to the Annabelle because uh, the boat is too heavy. So that's fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, yeah, just throw the, just throw these guys overboard, whatever. We're England. Yeah. Whatever. We've done horrible I mean, the whole things. point is to get them to the, the boat, but yeah, just throw them overboard. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Google England, India. <laughs> oh god. Uh so Cass, episode three. Oh, yeah. So they um they make it to the ship and they're put in the hold and Ben's like, Oh I may what's all this then? Because there's like water and rats probably and it's awful. <laughs> and it's the worst kind of rat. <laughs> A traitor. Um <laughs> So this this guy, a rat probably <laughs> this um the Scotsman who's already in the the ship he hears Ben's accent and he's just like I'm gonna kill you and he <laughs> <laughs> there's no really like provoking him like he's just like oh a Brit I'm gonna kill you and it, well to be fair Jamie has a very trying voice or Ben Ben yeah <laughs> I love. I love Jamie. Yeah, um, no, J- Jamie. Jamie is Jamie. Jamie. Jamie has a great voice. Jamie, he really does. Jamie's one of my favorite companions of all time. Yes. Um, and the uh, the Laird, the the patriarch of the uh, the clan we've been following, he like kind of speaks up and he's like, hey, he's with this kooky doctor who's helping me, and he's the reason I'm still alive." Kind of, even though he put a gun to my head two episodes ago. Um, so leave them alone and they, uh, they exchange pleasantries and they, you know, um, just talk about like, oh, Scotland and they, it's cool how they kind of like just identify themselves. They're like, oh, I'm from clan, whatever. Um, and we find out that this particular, um, Scotsman was the original captain of the Annabelle, and Trask was his first mate, and there was a mutiny. Um, and now he's in the now he's in the brig. Uh, so, meanwhile, Ben's like, "Oh, what are we doing on a ship anyway? Why aren't we like being hanged?" And then he's like, "Oh, they're gonna sell us to be slaves." Um, 
So, meanwhile, while Ben is freaking out about that, um, Kirsty and Polly, they use the money they stole off of um, Algernon Finch to buy clothes and, and oranges, I guess, to sell to soldiers so they can find out what happened to the guys, which, I don't know, I guess it's a good plan. Um, so... It's a good plan, but they are immediately, like, escorted to the inn where all the soldiers are staying because they are too, like, prim and proper to be, like, orange sellers on the street, I guess. Um, and they're almost arrested, uh, but they're like, oh, hey, we know this guy, and it's poor Algernon Finch who's just trying to enjoy a drink. And he's like, oh, why? Leave me alone. Um, and the doctor is there and isn't he in drag at this point? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> of course full, he is full on old lady. So he's just hanging out in this tavern, um, just as an old lady and he sees them, but he doesn't walk up to them yet. Um, and Polly and Kirsty get a hold of, they're trying to get a hold of Gray the uh, the lawyer who's scheming to sell all these guys to the West Indies, and they meet with uh, Perkins, and uh, he kind of figures out what's going on immediately. Like he he thinks it's kind of fishy, but he's not the brightest, so he doesn't really know what's going on. Um, and then meanwhile, on the ship, um, Gray is like. Either you die or you sign this nice piece of paper that I have here that basically makes you a slave for seven years. Um, mm. And the McCoy, the previous captain, he's like, no way. And basically him and Ben and Jamie and the Lard are the only other people who aren't immediately like, oh, well, we don't want to die. Um, and the... They eventually, like, Ben does this thing where he's like, well, you know, it's, I guess I'll just sign my life away and work as a slave. But then he, like, takes the pen and, like, signs it. And then all of a sudden he, like, grabs the paper out and, like, dramatically, like, rips it up. At least in my mind. Like, he's just, like, grabbing it and then rips it up. Um, <laughs> yeah. In your mind because we don't actually know because yeah. it's just... just. <laughs> But he's like psych, and so he just rips it up, and um, he gets knocked unconscious somehow. I imagine someone just like knocks him on the back of the head with like the butt of a rifle. He's like, "Oh, this kid, whatever." Um, so Perkins is still in the inn with Polly and Kirsty, and he's like, "Hey, you guys are kind of fishy. I'm gonna turn you over to the guard." Um, and the doctor decides to join them as the old woman. <laughs> And Perkins is like, oh, let's play some cards. And the doctor's like, oh, yeah, I'm down for cards. And he's like, oh, no, not you. And the doctor, like, has a gun and holds Perkins at gunpoint and be like, yeah, we're going to play some cards. Um, <laughs> so the doctor buys Polly and Kirsty time and they leave before Perkins, um, like, raises the alarm. And they all go to the barn where they were hiding in before um, – at the beginning of the episode when they were like dressing up in their orange selling outfits. Um, and Polly and Kirsty are like, Oh, I wonder where the boys are, blah, blah, blah. And the doctor's like, Oh yeah, they're on the ship. Yeah. I saw them. I was there. I escaped. 
Um, which it's so funny because all he wants to do is take a nap. And Polly's like, doctor, doctor, we have to help them. He's like, no, no, I'm sleeping. And I, <laughs> she's like, oh, do we have a plan? The doctor always has a plan. Doctor, do you have a plan for us? And he's just like, no. And like rolls over <laughs> and like tries to sleep. Um, but eventually they, they like rouse him enough and they're just like, okay, come on, you guys, let's, let's save the boys. Um, so their plan is to use the money they stole to buy uh, weapons off of the English soldiers and smuggle them aboard. Um, and uh, because um, Ben ripped up the contracts, Gray's like, oh, I gotta go print some more. This is stupid. So he, they went back to the inn, and then now they're back at the ship. Um, there's talking uh, <laughs> and so Polly and Kirsty have come back from their errand um and they have like a baseball bat like a broken sword and something else um and the doctor comes back with like an arsenal um which i think is really funny because at this point like the doctor isn't purely anti-gun but he's kind of like, violence isn't his first answer, but I guess he's really good at smuggling weapons. Um, so they are talking, and the doctor also notices um, Kirsty's ring, and he's like, oh, what's that? And she's like, oh, yeah, it's this ring that my dad gave me. And he, the doctor wants to use it as bait because previously he... Um, had like the the flag i guess if the prince was on the like the body of the laird and he escapes the ship by being his german uh persona and bribing gray with it because there's a bounty on the prince's head um so he's like oh I'm, i'll mess with this guy and uh then we can use it as a distraction and the cliffhanger is Ben is basically unconscious and tied up and hoisted over the side of the ship and dropped into the water. And I think the idea is he's supposed to be keelhauled, but the ship isn't moving, so he's just in the water. And then that's it. Oh, yeah, boy. It's, like he's kind of, it's almost like he's kind of hazed. Yeah. He's just <clears> like, oh, here we go. The freshman. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, surprise, episode four, Ben's not dead. Uh, he washes up on the beach and, uh, the doctor is, uh, pointing a musket at him and, um, the doctor thinks about it and then decides not to fire. Uh, <laughs> best let the boy live. Um, Gray tells Trask that they're setting sail tomorrow with the cargo. And, um, Trask questions Gray's authority, but he's like, no, man, again, like just total, like, I'm in charge. No, I'm just like a lot of restrained, like, oh, anyway. <laughs> it's like, it's like a movie. It's like, it's, it's like a novel that like Linda from Bob's burgers would read and get like scandalized by. Um, <laughs> Ben tells his, sorry, Ben. Uh, so Ben and the doctor and everyone really are, are planning. So the doctor's like, okay, Ben, row me to the ship. I'll distract Gray with one of my amazing characters. Ben, <laughs> <laughs> Take the weapons to the prisoners in the hold. Polly, Christy, go get water. I guess I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, um, meanwhile, uh, McKay is like, "Oh, we're playing right into Gray's hands," and 
the Laird's gonna, you know, die and just, you know, they're not gonna just, you know, Dark Knight of the Soul. And so they're about to initiate operation, the doctor's amazing characters, and um they <laughs> they um they go into Trask's room and the doctor's like, Hey, I found the prince's ring and the prince is actually um in prison and I'll give you what he wants for uh ten thousand guinea pigs. Uh <laughs> Ten thousand guinea pigs. And uh, meanwhile, Polly and Christy are out on the boat, and they get access to the hold. And um, Christy gives uh, the guns to his her dad. Uh, there's some more nonsense with the doctor. There's like a there's like a fight, a big like cool. I mean, I don't know, I don't know about you, but at this point, I actually kind of dug that it wasn't um, that I was listening to it like on my couch. Because it kind of felt like an audio book, like, you know, like those old like Davy Crockett records, you know, because mm-hmm. you could hear like, like gunshots, but then like, you know, like the, like the, like the Foley of fighting. I don't know. It was kind of like retro and groovy. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So um, the good guys win, the bad guys lose. Um, Jamie gets a cool fight scene with Trask because he's the boy demographic. Um. And then um, they throw a Trask overboard and a big crocodile eats him. Uh, McKay takes command of the ship and they go to France. Yes. Nice. Um, meanwhile, uh, the doctor and uh, Gray and his friends pile into a rowboat. Uh, Christy finally gets to meet her dad again. Um, the doctor and Ben, I mean, they have, they're all together. <laughs> the gang, they're, they're together again. Um, then they go to France. Uh, or, you know, Perkins... Uh, they let they want to be accompanied to France to the to go to France with the Scots. Uh, back on deck, the ship's gone. The travelers and uh, Jamie intend to use Gray as a way to like get the redcoats to like get them to stay away, while also turning to the TARDIS. Um, they meet more goofy British. You know who the British redcoats also reminded me of, and this is kind of what is giving me. They, they reminded me a lot of the the comic relief redcoats that are in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie sometimes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Those guys? Yeah. So um, the doctor um, uses a bruise to get um, the ring to extract Finch from a colonel who... Uh, <clears throat> so Finch has been drafted to... <laughs> Sorry, this is the... I'm trying to like, remember. The wiki's really weirdly written. Um, <laughs> Polly produces Finch's identity disc to ensure his cooperation. Um, the next morning, they're back at the cottage where this whole adventure began before everyone's lives changed forever. Um, Finch is now on the good guy's side because he's like, um, I I believe you. And suddenly they're surrounded by bread coats. By bread coats. <laughs> <laughs> we win. It's like it's the Doctor Seuss. Um, so Finch is like, Gray, you suck. I don't like you. Take him away, and they do, and he's out of the story. And um, then Finch is like, Hey, two of the three of you are pretty cool. And then, uh, and then they all, um, oh, and then Jamie teaches them how to play bagpipes, which is really the only way this could have ended. And, uh, then they go off in the TARDIS. Yeah. I just, I like that, uh, I like that Jamie, Jamie only comes with them because he doesn't have anywhere else to go. And they're just like, eh, it's fine. I know. Like, it's, it's so not, like, heavily wrought the way some companion origins kind of are. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost kind of like, oh, yeah, we met, we hung out in the Highlanders. You should come ride with us, you know? Yeah. I like that about his uh, his origin. 
I think that's good. I also, I also, um, well, I also, I mean, we have to talk about the third and best disguise. Oh, of Uh, course. Where did the doctor even get the fake mustache? Yeah. (laughs) Did he rip it off some guy? (laughs) I hope so. You know, Robin Robin Williams. Just in one felt swoop, just. I need that right now. (laughs) Mine. Mine. That's mine. Robin Williams would have been a pretty great doctor. Interesting. Hmm. I said interesting. Did I say interesting or did I say I said interesting. You said pretty great. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) You know what what I really like about this episode? It kind of – confession, guys. Um, Some of you might know that um, uh, the 90s children's – television program the magic school bus is on netflix and i've kind of fall it's become like my new comfort show like i'll just like if i'm if i have 30 minutes i'll just throw on a magic school bus and i really like it and 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 like this kind of episode reminds me of like oh the kids go on or like um the the magic tree house you know where they they, oh the in this episode they meet king arthur in this episode they meet you know the buddha Mm -hmm. (laughs) i know that would happen but um (laughs) and you can (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can kind of roomy. You can kind of see how like the original concept of like, oh, it'll be like an educational show because you do kind of feel like you're getting some really cool, you know, kind of children's content proved historical not and it's a lot more um I like that it makes the Scottish characters very empathetic. I think that's very a kind of cool, mature move on the episode's part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I do. I like that. Um, I just, I just really, uh, I really like this story. Um, I mean, it's not like, it's not this, it's not as like fun and crazy as like Power of the Daleks is, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's like a really, it's a nice like triple hitter, you know? It's very quaint. Yeah. You're just like, that's really good. Um, I, I, I like this a lot and, uh, yeah. And it'd be the introduction of Jamie, I guess, gives it some more historical value. Yeah. That's also true. That's also true. Um, Jamie being a piper is interesting. It's, uh, cause you know, as the, as the show goes along and you, you get to know Jamie more, you know, he doesn't really bring up the fact that he's just a piper very much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, what was Rose's job, you know? She yeah. was a shop girl. She was a shop girl. She's a shop girl. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. What, would, what was Martha's job? Oh, she was working for the bad guy, right? She was working for Saxe, not Saxe. What was her? No, no, she was, was her sister. She was, she was a doctor. Yeah. yeah. A platoon Dr. of Judeo on the moon. Yeah, her cousin, who looked exactly like her, worked for the Torchwood before <laughs> Torchwood. <laughs> Who is an actress now? Like she has gone on to do very cool things, and I'm forgetting her name right now. It was Freeman Agumon. No, no, no. Her, her sister. Oh, her sister. Okay. I think it was a Gugu Muthbu Ra. Yeah, her yeah. sister worked for Saxon. Yeah. And Donna Noble was a bride, a professional bride. A professional bride. Well, she was a temp. Yeah, she was a yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Cassandra, what are your sort of like thoughts on this on this story? I forgot how solid it was. 
Yeah. Because, um, like, I love Jamie, and I think it's been, like, at least, like, three or four years since I've seen this. Um, or listened to it, I guess. Um, so it really just, like, oh, yeah, this is where Jamie shows up, and that's about it. But it's actually, like, really cool. I like the swashbuckly elements of it, and... um. It's really, I liked how um, hands-on Polly is in this one. Um, like, she actually does things, and she, like, formulates... She's a little entrepreneur. Yeah. She's a little, like, scam artist. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So, no, yeah, this one's, this one's really good. I like it. Especially in comparison to um, what we did last week. And it was all the fire. <laughs> I forgot when she lit a skull on fire. Oh, right. <laughs> Grandpa, Nook! I think it was at that moment the doctor was like, I'm going to leave her in a marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> next uh, next week will be interesting. Or, or yes. not, I shouldn't say next week. I mean, next time we come back to the second doctor, um, it'll be uh, the underwater menace, which... Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I um <laughs> I'm kind of excited. No, so am I. I mean it's <laughs> it's it's a disaster, it's but so it good. is it's so good. It's it's just <laughs> it's like a Roland Emmerich movie. It's oh just Oh my god. It's just it's the best kind of disaster. It's so great. It's so terrible. Nick, if you've ever wanted to know what synchronized swimming would be like <laughs> on Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, man, it's amazing. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, next time we come back to the second Doctor, it'll be synchronized swimming in the underwater menace. <laughs> but uh, next great week... Band name. Next week, we'll be talking about the first... First four episodes, the first four parts of Doctor Who and the Solarians. Uh, also a great band name. Actually what it's called. Um, despite, uh, we will, we will call it the Solarians because that episode was, that story was obviously titled by someone who didn't know what show what they worked on. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, that'll be the third Doctor and the introduction of the Solarians. Mm -hmm. The one with the Doctor and the Solarians. Yep. It's that one story that they keep telling over and over again. This is the no, first No, I mean, like, that'd be funny if it had, like, the episode scheme of, like, Friends. Oh, oh. The one <laughs> with the Solarians. Um, yeah. So, and it's it's really good. And the one where excited. Phoebe moves in with the Doctor. <laughs> I like that she's Craig to you. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, yeah, so the Solarians next week. That'll be fun. Uh, the first part of it, we'll cover the first, I believe it's seven episodes, I think. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we're going to be covering the first four next time and then the last three the week after that. And then we'll be covering the Ark in Space with our first guest on the show. Ooh. Yeah. So, uh yeah, it's actually uh, it's it's actually one of our uh, patrons, um, 
he uh, he he won a chance to be on one of our podcasts, and he chose Ark in Space. So when we get to that, he will be on the show for that, and you too can be on the show for a future episode. You go to duelinggenre.com slash support and become a patron. At $10, uh, $10 or more, you'll have a chance to win a spot on this show or any of our shows like Back to the Future Minute. Uh, and uh, you can get a small speaking role on Geek by Night. Small. Small. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, the, ver- the the audio equivalent of an extra, basically, like a featured extra. Like a cameo. Um, yeah, yeah, like a cameo. Totally. Uh, so do that. Uh, and you can check out all of our podcasts at DuelingGenre.com. You can email us, contact at thedoctorscompanion.us. You can follow us on Twitter, at TDCPod. Uh, we're also on Tumblr, the Doctor's Companion Podcast.tumblr.com. Like us on Facebook. Uh, you can also we, – we just added a new merch button on the site. So if you go to our site, there's a merch uh, section. You can also go to DuelingGenre.com slash merch and uh, we, have a, we have a Doctor's Companion uh, t-shirt that you can buy on uh, TeePublic. They're really great. Their, uh, their printing quality is really solid. And uh, it's our podcast logo in T-shirt form. So uh, so yeah. go check that out. And uh, that's duelinggenre.com slash merch. And you, you don't even uh, – it's not just T-shirts. You can get it on a hoodie or, uh, or like a coffee mug or a phone case or – A toilet seat. Yeah, if you just want <laughs> – if you just want – you just want a, a a poster that you just put on the wall or like in your office cubicle. You could do that, um, or Magnet you could wait for switch. us to you could wait for us to have twelve podcasts, and you could just make your own calendar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> twelve days of Scott mess. <laughs> I I feel like I mean you know ego aside, I feel like the the twelve days of Nick miss is much better. Well, yeah, um, and Saint Nicholas, and yeah, right. Uh, so, uh, you know, for like a week, I thought that I was Santa Claus reincarnated. I thought that's what it meant to be named Nicholas. Oh, I was like, oh my God, am I Santa? so cute. Am I going to grow up and be Santa Claus? I'm like, like, no. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) Why are you stupid? Things are stupid. Santa Claus is German. (laughs) Santa Claus. Santa Santa Claus. Santa Claus. (laughs) Uh, so, so yeah, so you can go uh, pick up a shirt. And uh, the cool thing about, um, you know, if you want to buy one of these shirts or, or as a hoodie or, or a baseball tee or whatever you want to get, uh, the cool thing about it is that uh, we make we make a little money off of the sales of these. Uh, we get a little commission. We get a tea public gives us a little little bit off the top. Um, so it's a good way to, to support the show if you don't want to, like, you know, be a patron or whatever. Uh, and you get a shirt. shirt. Go buy a shirt. It's like a one-time donation, but you get a shirt. Yeah. One of my biggest regrets is I never got um, an old school, um, like Generation One, totally rad show shirt because that was like my favorite podcast back in the day, and they don't they don't make that kind anymore. And I'm like, man, I wish I had like a a way of showing that I was like a fan, like way back in the day, you know. Uh, Michael Gorman has a two geeks like in a podcast shirt. Oh well, bless his heart. Yeah, he wore it in an episode of Network once. That must have been cool. Yeah, that was super. That was super cool. I could link you to the episode, and it's just like he just comes walking through a door with my face on his shirt. It's weird. That's awesome. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, so wait, one thing I can't wait to do is direct a movie where um, a character gets to wear like like uh, a shirt of like my alma mater. That's something I always thought that was cool that directors did. Oh yeah, totally. totally. Or you could have them wear a a, a doctor's companion shirt. <laughs> That'd be kind of weird if it was a movie I was directing. Geek yeah. Night. Yeah, Geek by yeah. Night. I, yeah, okay, yeah, that'd be cool. Imagine if a Spielberg, imagine like in the terminal, like, like, just Tom Max is wearing just like a hoodie with like Steven Spielberg's face on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, um, yeah, so go check out all that stuff and we'll be back next week. Oh, yeah. And also, uh, speaking of Patreon and all that stuff, special thanks to Patreon associate producer David Jeffries. Um and uh, couldn't do the show without him. Uh, you too can become an associate producer uh, if you go check out our Patreon. Yeah. So go do that. anyone on YouTube good. Yeah, it's true. Anyone on YouTube is that what you said? <laughs> said anyone, any anyone in YouTube could. <laughs> oh, anyone in YouTube could. I see. Okay, <laughs> I thought yeah, you said YouTube, and I was like, did I? When when did somebody no, say no. YouTube? I was very confused. <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, did somebody say YouTube? <laughs> Here they are now performing their hit Vertigo. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I was I was picturing I was picturing like some sort of YouTube mascot smashing through a wall. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, you guys! <laughs> I recorded a video where I talked to my ex. Oh God. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, we'll be back uh, next week with the Silurian. Yeah.